What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Welcome back to the Book Report. I'm your host, Elvis Regis, and this week we are talking about How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success by Frank Betcher. Betcher, betcher, you bet your life on it. You think I'm saying it for no reason, but this is one of the mnemonics and reasons he gave for remembering names. And we're going to go through all of his techniques in this nice, short, condensed book report of how I raised myself from failure to success. Now, just to give you a quick background on this book, this is my second or third time I'd say reading this book. And I definitely read this book when I first got into sales. This book is geared towards people in the sales business and kind of and teaches you the basics and the basics of sales and how he became a terrible, how he went from a terrible salesperson to an actual great salesperson. And he actually uses examples, uses a lot of life examples and a lot of stories. Frank Betcher was actually a past baseball player, and he lost his job as a as a as a baseball player in the major leagues. Got demoted to minor leagues, and used certain tricks and tips from bosses in the past to write this book and grow his overall credentials and his overall lifeline and source of income, which came from sales and therefore after uh, life insurance sales, I would say. So let's just jump right into it. I do believe this book is actually a very, very solid, solid playbook for becoming a master of sales and a master of your life in any career. So not just sales. I do say it's geared towards sales, but this could just work out in life in general in any career. Because one prime example he gives is no matter what you're in, whether you're an attorney, a doctor, a psychologist, a real estate agent, no matter what your career is, what your business is in, you're not only in your career or business, you're also in the business of lead generation. And lead generation in itself is sales. So lead generation, marketing, and things of that nature. No matter how smart you are, no matter how intelligent you are, if no one wants to work with you, you have no business and you have no income. So one of the final steps he gives in the book is something that I believe should have been upfront and personal. And this is why I'm going to bring this right to you. It's something he stole from Benjamin Franklin. It's more or less like a 14-week cycle that gets you going and gets gets you growing in that pace. So I'm going to give you these things. I suggest you jot them down. I'm going to go through each one nice and quick so you guys can take it to take it home, take it to heart. But more or less what it is, is it's a 14-week cycle of things. You dedicate a week to each one of these topics I'm going to give you. And you, you do that four times throughout the year, and that way you can grow exponentially as fast as you possibly can in growing your own in your own major scale in whatever field or necess- whatever field you're looking to actually grow in. So I'm going to go through them right now. Let's jot them down. 14 most important things for growth is one, enthusiasm. Some will say I lack enthusiasm. That's a joke. No one will ever say I lack enthusiasm because I love to smile. I love to be loud. And I love to give you that positive energy, positive vibe. Second thing is order. You got to be in order. You got to be organized. You got to have valid record keeping, nice order, nice tracking of what you can do because now you'll be able to match things up. You'll be able to match poor performance to to exponential and amazing performance and you can see what you did right what you did wrong and go over those things when necessary so order record keeping that's important that's number two think in terms of others interests the most most important thing about sales is it must and always be a win-win situation if it's not a win-win situation that's unethical you always want it to be a win-win situation and you want to do something you want to provide a service that's important for another person. So you want to be helping the, the person. You need to be helping the person. 
four things. It's questions. What questions do you have for your potential buyer? What questions do they do they have for you? Are you able to answer those questions? Are you able to ask them and answer those questions and things of that nature? So what questions and objections can come up in situations like that? Number five, key issues. What are the key issues that are involved in? What's the need of whatever you're selling? What's the key issues and things like that that come up? Number seven, silence. Silence and listening. It could be seven and eight. That could be seven. But it's very, very important to sometimes just stop, be quiet, listen, hear out the person you're dealing with, hear out the person that you're you're doing a transaction with because, you know, their thoughts and they're they're making a person, they're making a transaction with you. They're trusting you with any type of monetary value. You should listen to them and respect their opinions. Sincerity. Sincerity, I want to say is number eight. And sincerity is also a very, very, very important thing. You have to genuinely be involved. You have to genuinely be sincere about what's going on. Uh, have your heart into it. I always think it's important to have your heart in whatever you're doing, whatever your career is. Be passionate about it. Be sincere. Be truly and genuinely caring. Ten, appreciation of others. You must appreciate others. You must have that appreciation of the others around you, whether it's your colleagues, whether it's the piggybacking off of the sincerity, whether it's the person you're doing the transaction of. You must have that appreciation and that true, genuine love out there to give and to take. Lost count. Knowledge of my business. You have to you can be as enthusiastic as you want. You can be as sincere as you want. But at the end of the day, you must, must, must have knowledge of your business. You have to know your business. All the all the flashiness and all the glitz and the glam is cute. But if you don't have the knowledge of your business, then you're just a, you're just a pimped out rock. You have all these gems on you. You're shining. You're flashing. But you have no substance. You have nothing to you. You can't do You're, you're useless. You're paper, you're paper holder. You're paperweight. But um, enthusiasm goes a long way. I strongly suggest it. But knowledge of your business is very, very important. You must do your research. must do your homework on it. Next up, we got reaction and praise. Appreciate reaction and praise. That goes along with that. That goes along with appreciation of others. But appreciation of reaction and praise is you must. You have to acknowledge the good and acknowledge the bad. So when someone gives you, when someone genuinely comes and thanks you and gives you compliments, appreciate it. Appreciate or this day and age, the Google review. If you have a client that's willing to go above and beyond and give you a Google review and go and help you get further clients, you, you got to appreciate that. Be thankful for your clients. Write them a personal note. Keep them a part of who you are. Your clients should become members of your family. I mean, I mean that genuinely. That's how I look at things. But these are, you know, these are people who trusted you for a certain monetary value, but it should go over and above that monetary value. These people are people who trusted you and entrusted you. This could go a long way for you. I mean, certain personal letters, certain gifts, these are these are bonds and ties that can last a lifetime and something that should not be overlooked. Next, we got happiness, smile. That piggybacks over and onto enthusiasm as well, but you got to genuinely be happy in your business. If you're in sales and you're not happy in sales, you got you're in the wrong business. And this, like I said, sales could be anything from being an attorney, could be being a doctor. If you're in that field and you're not happy and you're not smiling, 
I'm not going to want to do business with you. I don't want you to be my doctor. If every time I come in, you're in a mood and I'm looking to get a checkup and you're out, you're moping around the office. I'm just like, oh man, this is the energy I don't need. If I'm dying and you're in a moping, dying mood, I'm be dying times two. If I'm dying and you're coming in with a smile on my face, I'm like, wow, you know what? I'm dying, but you got me feeling better. You know, you got, you, you got a little pep in your step. I want to match that energy. So really consider that happiness and smiling can really go a long way. Next up, remembering names and faces. Remember how I said this book is written by Frank Betcher, Bet Your Life on It? He uses that mnemonic in itself so people remember his name. So when you're looking to remember names and faces, find a mnemonic. Find something that helps you remember names and faces. And this is very, very key in sales. I like to, to brag and joke around about my memory, but I've, I've, I've cherished that, I cherish that strength of mine that I could really remember things because I try to piece things together so that it's memorable, so that it's they're they're more than just a name. They're a name, a person, maybe a maybe a son or a daughter or a mother or a mother or father or a car they drive, whatever it is. And if you if it's a name that's hard to pronounce, this is another another quick tip. Have them say it and spell it. It's okay. They'd rather you do that than completely <laughs> pronounce it wrong. Trust me. I mean I have an easy name. Elvis Regis, but if you have a difficult name, you know how it feels to have your name pronounced wrong every time. If someone just asks you how it's said, how it's spelled, it's going to make things so much easier. So that's something, that's definitely a nice little trick or tip to add into your book. And if you're in those one of those sales door-to-door businesses and you're collecting business cards, I strongly suggest after every meeting, you write a little bit, you write a little note behind your business card about them. It's just like, let's say his name is, I'm just going to go random. Let's say his name is Eric and Eric Eric does loans. Oh, Eric has a dog. Oh, Eric has this. Oh, Eric wears suits. You write these notes and then you you remember it going forward. And that's how it goes. I mean, nowadays with social media, you can piece things together, but we're not going to go too deep in that. But remembering names and faces goes a very, very long way. Everyone sees that cop out. I'm bad at names and faces. It's not, it's it's not, it's, it's funny, but it's not okay. Do better. That's my piece of advice. And we got two more service and prospecting no matter what field you're in, you're providing a service. Provide that service above and beyond. And this is why we're doing it. We're, 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 we're doing this to provide this service at another level. And prospecting. We're all in prospecting. We're all in lead generation. And we're all in that, we're all in that field and line of business. And last but not least, sliding the sale. Sl- sliding the sale. <laughs> That's a typo. It is saving the sale. Saving the sale Saving the sale is what is very, very important in the in in the macro aspect of it. What's going on? Why is the sale going? Why is the sale going left? Why is the sale going right? You must be able to really keep your keep your prospect in that straight line and really have the true and honest answers. You want to be transparent. Transparency brings clarity in everything you do. As long as you're transparent, as long as you're honest. That will always save the sale and that will always make things clear, not only for yourself, but for your for your buyer, for your client, for your patient. Honesty, honesty, honesty is key. And honesty goes a long way. There's certain things, there's certain, there's certain sayings in this book. As, as I told you in the beginning, Frank Betcher used to play baseball. He uses analogies towards Babe Ruth to being one of the best home run hitters ever to play the game. And the easiest and most simple concept behind it is there's a reason why he hit so many home runs is because he always swung the bat my piece of advice to you is always 
always continue swinging your bat at life. Don't be afraid to swing the bat. Be active. Always be out there. Always swing that bat. And you're going to have a much, much higher rate of return than you are if you're not swinging the bat. You're going to have a lot more successes. You're going to have a lot more failures, but with more failures, it leads you more successes. And sometimes in life, all you need is one success to be successful. (laughs) And we're going to wrap it up with that. So my main thing is I would say if you missed any of those, keep going, go back to those 14 lists. I'm pretty sure I gave out more than 14, 14 gems from it and apply those things to your day-to-day sales. And that's how you can use this book. And this is, this is the base. This is really the baseline of the book. This is how you can use this book and really grow and break through walls that you couldn't break through before. Once again, my name's Elvis Regis. This is the book report. I hope you guys got some solid, solid notes from that and really, really look to apply if anything, at least one thing from this podcast and go forward. This is how I raise myself from failure to success and failure. My name's Elvis Regis. Boom. We're out of here. <laughs>